Hello and welcome back to the Dual Screens Podcast. I am your host, Andy Estimakis, on this rainy, rainy day. It's sad, depressing, lonely outside. It's a very fitting atmosphere for the game we're about to discuss. And joining us this week is Pietro de Grandi, head of Strelka Games and developer of Hell is Others, a roguelike shooter set in the city where blood and bullets are currency. Pietro, welcome to the show. How's it going, man? Hi, hi everyone. Thanks uh, for having me. All good, all good here. Um, yes, like the weather you're describing <laughs> sounds really like matchy uh, with the, the game atmosphere. Uh, that's for sure. Now I was, uh, I couldn't help but uh take a peek at your linkedin page because I, I do i do a little bit of research when it comes to guests on the show and I, I i have a question for you how does one go from a red bull event car driver to making video games <laughs> how does that transition in your that's career actually, that's actually a <laughs> A good question. I it's smoother than you can imagine. Really? Uh, basically, my my yeah, like my my background is in business. So I have a business management master mm -hmm. degree, and so and I started working in Red Bull while at the at university while studying. I was a um, so-called uh, student brand manager there, and so I started my career at Red Bull in the marketing, let's say, field marketing side of things. Mm -hmm. And as I progressed, I ended up in events more and more. And then I was managing one of the event show car, and then I was working on big events. Uh, but at one point I was willing to change like industry. I wasn't willing to see and work with new different things. So I kind of, pivoted uh, to a more uh, startup environment. So mm -hmm. I started working as um, operation manager on, on um, e-commerce basically. So it was uh, an e-commerce that was selling Italian craftsmanships. Um, and then I started, I changed again after a couple of years and I started working at the company uh, that owns basically Strika Games. Mm -hmm. Uh, that it's a web design agency uh, now it was a web design agency now it's more a digital product uh, agency uh, and I started as a CTO so I was the money guy the management the guy. guy and then while, while working there we started thinking about creating our own product and we started messing around with games we are all like games lover I always been a gamer since I was a little kid always had like my first thing I think was a uh, game gear uh then oh my god game yeah gear. yeah I'm kind of old <laughs> yeah. no no I I, I I got a game gear when I was um like yeah. eight years old for Christmas so I think maybe yeah, so about the same age as you are maybe maybe a little bit yeah probably yeah, uh, I, I was, I think, like six <laughs> years old, something like that. But uh, yeah, so I started playing, uh, to be fair, on like ABM 486, mm -hmm. uh, the first time, then the game year, and then it, it took, I took it from there. Uh, but yeah, so we started thinking about doing 
our products. So we started messing around with some games. We've done like a mobile game, um, like on, on the evenings. And then we decided, okay, let's take it seriously. Let's build a business around here. Um, let's build a team. And then it's when we started thinking about making video games uh, as a job. Wow. Uh, and we are still in the process. So we, it's, the team is there since 2017, I would say. So it's, it's been a few years. Uh, we published uh, a couple of things. Uh, but it's still a small team. Um, we still, we are still aiming to have our first big proper production. That is Hellis Other. So mm -hmm. that's what we. I think it's our our main and biggest and proper game. Like everything yeah. we've done so far was in preparation of mm -hmm. this game. Yeah. So. Just to jump into Hell is Others, I, I came yeah. across this trailer on YouTube one day many, many months ago, and I was caught off guard by two things. One, by how incredible it looked. Um, you know, it's essentially Hotline Miami with guns and demons and all that fun stuff. And the second thing was how much people responded to it. Like there was a lot of love I saw in the comment section and people were like excited about it. What was that like for you when you put this as your first major project, showing it to the world and seeing this incredible feedback coming from gamers? Yeah, uh, but first of all, thanks for the nice <laughs> kind words. Uh, I do think the game uh, looks very, very interesting. Uh, so it's a pixel art game, a top-down mm. 2D game. And we, uh, we started working on it uh, probably three, four years ago. Then we stopped the project in pre-production. We went on with other things that we needed to gather more experience on what we are, we are doing. And then we went into production last year again. Uh, but we knew that in order to be successful, uh, a 2D a pixel art game has, like in 2021, has to be uh, amazing, like have to be very, very good looking and beautiful. Uh, so we started with that concept and we worked a lot on the graphic and on the art side. And I have to say the team uh, may, did a great job uh, with it. Uh, we still are still a work in progress. We still miss a lot of visual aspects and more mm -hmm. wow effects here and there, but the game looks very good in my honest opinion. <laughs> um, but yeah, and as, as you said, there was a great response. Um, it didn't cut us totally off guard because uh, we, of course, when you do something and you have it in your little office, you don't know how people will react to it. Uh, but we showed the game on in public events and around. So we had uh, the feeling that we were doing something very interesting on a visual side. So look, like it looks interesting and it gathered mm -hmm. attention even like in big international events and stuff. So we knew that it could be <laughs> mm -hmm. that kind of game, but at the same time, we were surprised that so many people reached out, uh, not even like just the comments or on the Discord channel, but even via like email or, or publisher wow. that we knew from previous experiences or previous meetings that 
when we released the page on Steam, uh, started to write back to us like, okay, do you are you still willing to have a publisher? Let's talk ah. about it. Or <laughs> like a lot of very interesting things happened <laughs> since we, we launched the page. And that's mainly thanks to the trailer, but I think it's well made. It, it doesn't show the game, doesn't tells you what the game is, but it gives you the vibe of the game, mm -hmm. the, the atmosphere. And that I think we, we've done it. Yeah, because, you know, that trailer, it, it pulls you in visually and you get a little glimpse of the of the gameplay loop, that top-down shooting yeah. mechanics. But then as you do a little homework and do some reading on the game, there's elements like bullets are naturally occurring in nature and you can farm them. And yeah. blood is the main currency. <laughs> for the game talk a little bit about, about those systems and how those work into yeah. the overall gameplay so I, i'll try to 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 be as as <laughs> concise like as short as i can um but yeah basically the game it's a mix of different things um i could say that it's a mix between Stardew Valley and Escape from Tarkov in a sense that the game loop is similar to what is Escape from Tarkov or Hunt Showdown is. So you have mm -hmm. your home, it's your safe place. You manage your things, all the, your objects, your loots, your items, the, all the farming side, uh, even the main mission, like the primary missions are managed at home. And there are a lot of aspects you do at home by yourself and you can also personalize moving furniture around and even both from an aesthetic thing side of things. So you can just mess around with different wallpapers, but also it's functional. So you can buy different furniture to do different stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. That's and, pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like from wardrobes to store things <laughs> to more useful things like vases to plant uh, oh. your plants and uh, things like that. Um, and then you have needs. Uh, so you had to go outside and go to the city to buy stuff, to uh, complete some mission or whatever you will need to do, you have to do it in the city. And when you call the elevator to go to the city, that's when a match is created. Uh, you don't know how many other people will be in the match. You know that there will be, but it's not like it's a five players match. Mm -hmm. The game is actually, I'm spoiling it, but the game it actually works between four and ten players right now. Ooh, okay. Um, but you don't know how many. So it could be ten, could be eight, could be four. You don't know it. And then when you arrive in the city, you have ten minutes to do whatever you need to do and go back safely, like alive at home. So you have mm -hmm. a spawn, you do your things, and you go back to the spawns. If you die in the city, because you you can be killed from a monster or from another player you lose what you're carrying with you and you find yourself back at home. And so that, that's the main uh, loop and why, uh, and there are more things, but I'm cutting like the, to the, to the core. Right, you right, can also right. Like you, you can have benedictions that allows you to respond in the same match and go back and try to gather your stuff back, for example. So you have mm -hmm. to make donations to the church if you want to. Uh, to have benedictions and again all the game all the progression goes through objects that you have to buy in different shops and so on uh why is blood important uh for 
a lot of reasons. So blood is uh, the main, more than the currency, I would say the main resource of the game because mm -hmm. you will need the blood for the farming. So to give to your plants, to make your plants grow, you will need, you can go to the bank and sell bloods in exchange of money that you can use to buy things. Uh, you will need your the blood to expand your home. You will need blood to go from one day to another. So to progress in the game, the game is based on days. So Monday the first or whatever. But if you want to go from one day to another in order to go to sleep, you will have to have your bonsai that it's connected to the lore of the game, uh, water with blood. So you'll need blood basically for a lot of things. <laughs> and yeah, and the farming side is interesting too, because bullets are organic seeds that you can find around the city, baseline bullets, find like in the parks. So you there is there are plants that you can find around that has bullets in it, and you can plant them at home, water them with blood. You can also add fertilizers. So there are different kinds of fertilizers around. You can loot them, but you can also use monster parts as fertilizer. So when you kill a monster, you have the chance to gather a part from it, from it and use it as a fertilizer. And what it means is that you can give to the bullets different characteristics. For example, the exploding uh, characteristic or the bouncing or more damage or the silencer. And then you mix it together as you prefer. You farm your plant and then you can harvest the plant and have your particularly like custom bullets that you've made with different kinds of fertilizers. And that's something kind of unique and interesting, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was already sold on the graphics alone and just the gunplay. Like, I would have enjoyed this game if it was just that alone, because it looks so much fun to play. But as you're talking about using monster parts for fertilizer and you're watering plants with blood and the whole other player aspect to this thing it sounds like there's so much more depth in here yeah and no uh, idea even existed until five minutes yeah, ago yeah yeah one of the challenges that we have uh, especially on the marketing side is to let player or people know uh what the game is and how deep the game is because of course it, it is a again a 2d pixel art game and mm -hmm. you don't usually there are exceptions but you don't usually uh expect expect like a very deep game mm -hmm. uh but on the other side the game is uh it has a lot of different mechanics uh again there's also like two different I would say uh kind of like primary missions that are linked to the lore <clears throat> and then and it's like this story, but there are also NPCs in the city that ask you uh, to lend them money. So you can farm money, farm money by giving them, like lending money to them, and then they will need to, well, they will need help, let's say, uh, uh, to make them money worth. And so when you go back to them and say, okay, where's my money plus my interest? Sometimes they have it, sometimes they don't have it, and they ask you to make them a favor to gather back your money or stuff like that um, so it's not like the game has a linear story you can go to the city how many times you want even if you don't follow the story but there is also that kind of progression and it, there are a lot of aspects in the game we are trying to make it work very well together but yes it's kind of we, we are aiming to build an interesting and very like and deep game uh, and then <laughs> build on it. So we are just on 
the baseline game and then if it will be successful enough we will want to build on it with more content and more things how, how does the the player and player interaction work so i'm in this world i'm running around shooting demons and another player is near me would it make more sense to work with them or should i just automatically go for the kill and try to loot their dead body for my own <laughs> to my yeah, own that's end a, <laughs> that's a good question but <laughs> as the game it is right now um the game is based on the gameplay is based on tension so mm. when you are in the city you are kind of scared about other players because basically there's no way at the moment but it's something that we it it's meant to be like this uh it could change with all the feedback that we are gathering but at the moment uh it's there you, there's no way for you to communicate with mm. other players at the moment so you know usually you see someone you're scared you shoot uh, it's mm-hmm. difficult it's difficult to give another player the chance to i don't know just pass through a way and you just looking you it could be that if he, if you know that he doesn't notice you you could just try to you know avoid him mm-hmm. uh but i think that as the game is you would like to you don't trust anyone but mm-hmm. let's say let's say like this so there, you are always or scared about other players because you don't want to lose your things or you are hunting other players mm. so you want their things um we will we will work um in a few months not now but may probably during early access uh on a few interesting things on multiplayer so like uh, some co-op mechanisms co-op mechanisms so you can play with a friend or some in-game co-op mechanisms so maybe just now i'm just thinking about the future it's not something we have planned but maybe create some situations in which players has to collaborate if they want to stay alive but yeah mainly now it's like you don't trust anyone and you shoot everything that moves <laughs> or you run away from everything that moves as as you're watching the game and others sort of play testing and giving you feedback do you find players or more willing to actively hunt down other players or, or are they trying to avoid them and maybe i'm better off uh, not being seen by this other human player yeah it, it really depends on the players and on the stage in which they are uh, at the beginning you just try to stay alive you want to loot a lot the city so you go around loot the city and try to be stealthy so you don't want people to find you because you don't have like you, you just you just started playing so you don't have maybe like interesting weapons you don't have cool bullets uh you, you're just trying to gather a little bit of money and what you find around so you don't have a lot of chance to survive in a fight uh but when you have so when you start to have like a good weapon or um, some net gear so, so when you feel more confident then is when you st- when players start to look for other players to kill mm. um but it also <laughs> depends on the on the player attitude you know there are there are some players that jump in and they go straight to fight and they try to fight everyone and there are players that are always uh looting around trying to avoid everyone uh the game really fits different play styles 
the gameplay is based on the senses of the player, the character. So you have like a side of a cone of sight. Uh, you have the in your hearing, so all the sounds are visualized, and you can really rely on your hearing. And you also have the smell, so you can feel blood around, so you can feel other players too if they are carrying blood with them. So you can mix it up and try to avoid or find players with your um, with your senses that you can also boost. So you can eat, drink, or take pills to boost or buff like your all your sense or your strength or your stamina. Uh, yeah, I feel like at a certain point I would just go around killing people in that game. Like I would just exclusively. Yeah. Once I've had a certain amount of power-ups of the best gear i would just all right i'm done killing demons i'm just gonna go hunt people yeah that, that's how it works <laughs> as long as you stay alive like <laughs> I, I usually feel like that like so as soon as i have all my things okay let's kill people but then i find very skilled players that kills me because i'm not very good at game <laughs> so okay and the start again okay let's start avoiding people again what is the uh the character progression like in terms of upgrades that, you, that are permanent let's say because in a roguelike it's all about what can you take what stays with you after you die what makes you want to keep playing yeah. you're not stripped of everything so what what do you keep when you die in a run what carries over what can you upgrade that stays with you throughout the entire experience yeah so um your house sorry the hub it's consistent. So what you do that, if you expand it, if you buy new furniture, all the objects, the items that you have at home are always safe. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's the main thing. Then, um, for example, money. So when you are in the city and you make some money, you can deposit money to a bank. So there are three banks in the map. So you can go to the bank, deposit your money, and then you know that their money are safe, are always safe in your bank. Uh, you have also interest rates at the bank. That's another thing. Uh, and okay. you can go, <laughs> you can then go to an ATM. There are a lot of ATMs in the city to withdraw money if you need money to buy something. Do they charge um, a fee? Like a, with like an ATM fee? <laughs> not not at, at the moment, but it could well be. So it, it, it's also an interesting idea. So you are more willing. So you have to choose. Mm -hmm. Do I want to pay the service to use mm -hmm. the ATM or I just want to keep my money uh, in the pocket and risk it. It's mm -hmm. risky, but it's less, it's more cost efficient. It's interesting. Right. And um, yes, so all the, like the money in the bank, it's safe. Uh, the mission system is also something that helps you to progress. So if you have a task that asks you to, I don't know, do four things and you've done two and you die, that those two things you've done, like they are done. So okay. they are there. You don't have That's to start good. again. So all the missions and the progress of, primary, secondary missions still uh, are there. Uh, the, the progression of the city itself, like for the shops stays. So the more you buy into a shop, the more slots of items the shop will have and the mm. more good items it will have. And that's also something that is consistent through the game. So it's something you don't lose. And finally, there is another thing that we implemented recently to help the progression of the game that is that, um, Every time you go back home, dead or alive, you will have stains of blood on your shirt that you can squeeze and you can take blood out of your shorts. Oh, uh, wow. short. 
So that's basically, so even if you go in the city and the amount, sorry, the amount of blood that you have on your shirt depends on a few factors, like when you hit something, where you are hit by something or for the bullets or when you die. So if you go in the city, you manage to stay alive a while, kill a couple of monsters, then you die because someone kills you. You find yourself at home, but at least you have uh, an amount, of, an amount, certain amount of blood that you were like you brought back home. So even if you are not a great player at the beginning and you die a lot, you can still have blood, like collect blood, and so that helps you in the progression of the game. So you could be absolute dog shit at the game and still walk away yeah. with something at the end of, yeah still, <laughs> of a still, run. still like yeah still right. still like slowly it's, progress it's, it's good for game. someone like me because i feel like <laughs> i feel my biggest challenge will be overcoming other players because when you introduce a human element to a game i just feel like i can't compete with anyone so <laughs> yeah, knowing, yeah knowing, knowing that i can squeeze the blood out of my t-shirt and have some benefit to dying in a sense that's that is kind yeah. of that's kind of nice yes. to know yeah we realized in our playtest that it was very frustrating uh for players like beginners players so it, it's both a, a fact of balancing uh the the matchmaking of course that now it's not balanced we have 30 players and they all play together we don't have like a matchmaking based on their level mm -hmm. they are not uh, like there's, we, we need more players to do that. At the moment, there's no such system. And also, it's a matter of balancing the stealth or on the other side, I don't know, rumble way to do things. So the senses are, are now are kind of well balanced. So you, you manage to escape, uh, but it's always difficult to balance everything out. And it can lend to frustration if you go in a match and you die, die, die again. You play what two hours dying and you're always at the starting point. Uh, so we introduced this thing that we like we, we still have to test it on players, but I think it will help a lot. So how did the world get this way to a point where we're going out on missions and blood is a major resource to to live and to survive and there's demons all over the place yeah um how do we get here <laughs> yes that's an interesting question uh linked to the lore of the game but what i can say is that the world is uh, like that that's the world uh, of the game uh it's not that it was our world that became mm. become oh, becomes okay. that world that's what um but by playing uh, all the lore or the all the narrative aspect of the game makes you think about this topic and makes you think and gives you the chance to so you're basically undecided so is it a word like that or is the character that is crazy and and is the mind of the character that goes crazy and create oh, these words or or is is actually living in a world that it works in that way or what is happening here what what's this it's my demons so it's something inside me my representation of my demons or it's a demoniac 
like word in which I am playing. So we, we play a lot with this uh, topic. Oh, I love so it. You, now you it's have philosophical to, too. Yeah, yeah. There is a lot of philosophical thought under the law, like behind the Lord of the Lord of the World and of the game. Um, we have different narrative. Uh, what do you say? Like uh, things in in the game. So it's missions, but there are also NPCs and there are also furnitures that talks to you. Uh, that furniture that you... talks to you is that what you just said? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I said it. I said it. Uh, that's actually a fun it's fact. Like a so Pee-wee's Playhouse, we, but it's set in hell. Yeah, 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 <laughs> kind of, kind of. <laughs> so we, we, that, that's that's a fun fact about the game. So we we implemented the dialogue system in the mm -hmm. game, and the developer, the programmer, had to put it somewhere to test it. So he has a joke. He put it on the fridge, uh, and it happened that we left it there at one of our playtests with players from the community and they loved it like oh it's so amazing i can talk to the fridge so hold on what that is super cool great idea so mm, we should do it and now like everything like the primary mission the primary story is told by like with these furniture that are talking to you in different ways and you don't even know which one to trust so they are like family, like the fridge is more like your mom and the wardrobe is more like your dad and they say different things. So it's it's interesting. We are working right now with two writers uh, on oh. all these things. So, uh, But yes, it's very philosophical. It's, it's easy. It's like a game you jump in and you play, but also has a depth on the story, on the lore, on the right. world that is created. And yeah. Yeah, I feel like demons are the least of your issues if your refrigerator is talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, walk us through a typical mission. How do they get assigned to you? What kind of things are you asked to do in this world to get by? Yeah, so um, at the moment, because it's a work in progress, but we have uh, three layers of mission, like three different kinds uh, of missions. Um, there is the fetch one that it's the most easy that's the one we already implemented in the game uh, so it's basically you are asked you are asked to gather something and bring it back uh, and this could be done like in some easy way so please take me back an object you go you find it and you go back but it could be also done on more levels so please go to that NPC, ask something to him, help him out with his problems, and then he will give you the object to gather back. Mm -hmm. uh, then there is lending money, as I said. So it begins with you helping a guy that lends money to other people, and then you will be able to lend money yourself to other people. Mm. It's like loaning shark. shark loan, a loan, loan shark, shark, yeah. Loan mm -hmm. shark, yeah. Um, and then there is also the slay, what we call the slay mission. So it's uh, you're asked to kill someone or to clear an area of monsters. And yeah, pretty much that that kind of things in the slay one. And then we we are we are working on combining all these things in more long missions. So primary missions are again are told I'll ask you buy furniture in your house. Mm -hmm. And you, um, they have usually um, a time limit, so you will need to do them in a certain amount of time, uh, or not. It depends. 
um, you have a journal in which you keep everything, like every mission, active missions, primary, secondary, whatever, and then you can do your stuff. But I, I, I really struggle to go on more depth on him because it's something that we are working on right now. So it's not even tested on players on everything. We have the mission system in place, but they are just vanilla missions now that mm-hmm. doesn't very really give us a feedback if we are on the right path. But that's what we are working on. Who is giving you the missions? Is it the refrigerator that's giving you missions or who yep. is how are you yeah. being assigned these things to do? Yeah, there, there are these furnitures that literally talk to you. So hey, come here. And you uh, it's actually hey, not the refrigerator. This guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you it's actually more more complex than that. So you, once you open the refrigerator, if you're opening as a mission giver, uh-huh. uh, there will be like a void in it. A big void in it that talks to you and so Naturally. even if you go uh-huh. to the wardrobe there is another void uh differently aesthetically different void but still a void that talks to you and uh, there is also a big void in the house on the wall of the house that is another thing so it's all made with these voids that are inside the furniture yeah. oh my god this sounds this, this sounds so unbelievably spectacular <laughs> <laughs> so what is the what is the game plan? I think you guys are pushing for an early access at some point this year to get it in people's yeah. hands. How is that coming along for you guys? Um, so the plan is to go on early access uh, in autumn. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, we are a small indie <laughs> team that is trying to aim for something big uh, or at least ambitious so yes uh, i can't say a date or a month mm-hmm. but we are aiming for autumn uh, i think it's feasible now we are a good point we have all the features we need to polish everything and test a lot still test a lot we are opening our test to more and more and more players when we will do a beta test a beta test so uh, we we really value the feedback of the players, so we want to make sure that the game is fun and mm. it works well before going early access. So our goal, but still, our goal is uh, Q3. I would say the end mm. of Q3, maybe beginning of Q4. Okay, so not not too uh, far from yeah. now, which is good. Yeah, no, no, not too far. Uh, it, I'm it, gonna wait we, also, <laughs> we are also talking with publisher that, are, as I said before, like they are coming back in the picture. And so it could land uh, if we decide to make a deal with some publisher, it could land in uh, some delay, uh, mm. but it would be probably great for the game because we probably, we are aiming to have some, a few more months to better polish and have a better early access version of the game basically. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Is the goal to eventually get this thing on consoles too, after it's yeah. on Steam? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we we are aiming to have uh, early access that can go, I think, uh, something between six months and a year, uh, depending on how well it will go. Uh, and then we plan the plan is to publish the game on all the consoles, like on mm-hmm. the primary consoles. Let's say the classic consoles, so Xbox, mm-hmm. PlayStation, and Nintendo right. Switch. What do you think makes a memorable roguelike game? Because you've seen games like Hades making a huge splash 
you know, winning so many Game of the Year awards. And then recently Returnal came out, another stellar example of a roguelike done, done really well. What core elements do you think make a successful and a memorable roguelike game? I think that uh, a combination of gameplay, so the gameplay has to be very solid. Uh, and a well-balanced progression. Mm -hmm. So in order to be a success, and by successful uh, in this specific topic, I'm talking about economically successful. So I have a lot of players playing the game. Uh, I think it has to be accessible. Mm -hmm. So having a to our core game on that sense uh, could be uh, risky, uh, but I do like more hardcore uh, roguelike games. But if mm -hmm. you look at the successful roguelike games in the last few years, they are more accessible, mm -hmm. uh, and I think yeah, that's that's a key. Um, of course, Hades it's very very well produced, so every aspect of that game it's perfectly nailed. Um, there is a nice story, everything matched together. The gameplay is amazing. The visual is very good. So yeah, but basically I think that the, the key, if you don't have a very good gameplay and a fairly balanced progression, you're not gonna make it mm -hmm. in general. And I think also even in your case, especially having this very detailed and twisted world as the backdrop to the whole yeah. experience. It adds so yeah. much, another layer to the whole thing entirely. Cause just describing the game's world and its setting, is enough yeah. to get most players' <laughs> foot in the door, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, that's, plus, that's plus, right. You don't see a lot of like PvP in a roguelike. Yeah, that that's a uh, that's nice a challenge. That's yeah. a bet. Uh, let's let's see how it will work out. Uh, but yes, for sure, like having a detailed world with a lot of uh, elements, characters uh, that helps you build different storylines and things like that will help a lot. Hades. Uh, that do it like does it very well so all the different characters that there are that talks to you but like the lord of the lore of Hades is very well made all the mm -hmm. scripts are very well made and that helps too so yes it's a mix of different things in the end uh, what makes a good game it's a good gameplay and a good execution of every aspect uh, mm -hmm. of the game I would say uh, we are aiming to have a good gameplay and a good depth in the game lore and right. mechanics. So. Right. And you can tell by looking at a game like Hell is Others, even just from the artistic standpoint, that a lot of heart was put into this game. Like each sprite you can tell is a lot of love and care is going into this project. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say like the, the art, people are amazing and yes as you said we we started with that in mind we, we want to do the game that we would like to play and and yeah we started building the game like by hand so all the art is handmade mm -hmm. all the animations are handmade there's no assets there there's no easy way to do it and yes we like we care as a team and of course, even the art, the art people that are just two persons, 
basically. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, uh, there is like the concept artist that is also that do all the uh, first hand pixel art. And then there is Francesca is the pixel artist that takes everything and go back uh, by hand and make everything looks even better. Uh, and then there is the art director of the game that decide which way to go and yes this is satisfying this is not let's work on this on that but mainly like the work is made by two people yeah that's that's totally insane <laughs> all right pietro it's time for some fun rapid fire questions are you ready ready, you ready i'm ready yep uh i think the first thing i want to ask you is if you were in this world if you woke up one day to this nightmare how long do you think you would last <laughs> probably i don't know 10 minutes a <laughs> couple of hours <laughs> i would be too scared to live in a world like that <laughs> um let's see here if you had a time machine that could only go either forwards in time or backwards in time which way would you choose? Oh, that's a tough one. Because um, I love history. I love like history. But at the same time, history is known. So I would go forward, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you woke up one day and went into your kitchen and your fridge started to talk to you, what was the first thing it would say? Uh, help. <laughs> I'm going out of my mind. Let's call the dump and throw away this fridge. <laughs> like, or maybe we try to establish a conversation. Who knows? Right. Maybe fridges. Maybe the fridge are cool people. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I would be scared for sure. Like maybe, mm, what, what did I drink yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a fridge is a really, would make for really cool people. <laughs> Would you rather invent something new or discover something new? Uh, I, I would say discover, but just because I'm not very good at inventing things. Mm. So I, I'm sure that if I discover something that could be good, if I invent something, it's probably not very good. So <laughs> I'd rather discover something new. What is something that you're terrible at that you wish you could do better? everything linked to art things like drawing, like mm -hmm. even game design. Like I'm, I'm like, yeah, I don't have, oh, at, at least I don't have as much as I would like uh, to have um, of, I say, um, creativity. Mm -hmm. I would love to have more creativity. It's not like I don't have it, but I would love to have more mm -hmm. and that being, being better at, yeah, creating things. Right. Um, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? No, that's a crime. There <laughs> I'm it is. Italian, man. Yeah, it I'm is. Italian, yeah. you can't do it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, would you rather have the power of flight or invisibility? Uh, invisibility. Mm. Good. That's going to lead to my a nice little follow-up question. Let's say one of your teammates 
or a spouse or a partner got a phone call that you've just been arrested for committing a crime. What crime did you just commit, Pietro? Huh. That's interesting. <laughs> We're probably speeding with the car. Okay. Can, can you be arrested for that? Maybe yeah. not. I mean, like it, it depends is like where you're where you're speeding and how fast you're going and yeah yeah like, probably speeding or doing something on that side like maybe jumping from like a bridge with what well, that i was not allowed to be on or <laughs> hiking on a closed like thing yeah because i'm, I'm right. really i have to say i'm like i'm really not i, I don't break the law very often but when i do i it, would hope not <laughs> <laughs> but i would do it like for right. those kind of things probably so, like trespassing is what i'm getting yeah trespassing some place you shouldn't be in yeah or, yeah or but probably speeding is the the first thing I or would do. like fulfilling a fast and most, curious kind of yeah thing. most the most probable thing <laughs> <laughs> what is the dumbest way you've ever hurt yourself Well, I mean, uh, like, I hurt myself in so many dumb ways. Of course, <laughs> just, uh, why? <laughs> to, to, to pick one, but mm -hmm. probably, oh, yes, that's a good one. So I was riding a bike with uh, my friends. Uh, we were going to have some drinks before going to a music concert. Mm -hmm. And we were three friends with three bikes. And... Uh, one of our friends was ahead of us. So our two friends, so me and my other friend decided to surround him and give him a little pat on the head, like to scare him. Okay. Uh, so we surrounded him. I gave him a little pat on the shoulder and sure. he was so scared that he like went into directly into me. I lost my balance. And to gather my balance back, I put my left leg out of the bike and right inside his wheel. And it ended up like he went down with the bike. I went down with the bike. He broke the, the wheel of the bike and I broke my feet. Oh, uh, my God. Oh, my God. So I got a broken foot by trying to, you know, be nice, be, be, be fun be funny and make a joke at my, my friend he ended up with my foot broke <laughs> were you were you fairly young when that happened how do you explain that to your parents like i was old enough that I <laughs> old <had>. enough <laughs> it was like five years ago i was probably oh, 31 so it was really 40. recently <laughs> yeah like so yeah but, but let me think about it, it was three four years ago so probably oh i was God. over 30 that's yeah. That's I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of it. But ask. Thank you for asking. <laughs> um, is cereal a soup? Cereal. When you're pouring milk over a bowl of fresh cereal, be it a Special K or a Rice Krispies or a Raisin Bran, is that now considered a soup, or is it just stupid cereal? <laughs> huh. That's also interesting. I would say cereal. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Good answer. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What was 
one video game that really stood out to you as a child that maybe you said to yourself, I want to maybe make these one day or be involved in these in some capacity? Uh, there are, of course, a lot. Um, one of the first video games that made me feel like, wow, it's not just a game. It's probably Deus Ex. Mm. That's the first one, Deus Ex. Good one. Uh, probably. Um, but yeah, like I played a lot, <laughs> like a lot of games in my in my teens and yes but probably that was one of one of the first i i also like i love motorsports so i played a lot of like car games uh, but yeah like probably deus ex was the first time i say wow games could be more than just games something mm -hmm. like uh like that but also diablo or morrowind so the elder scrolls all the games mm -hmm. or I'm trying to go back in time. So the first games I remember, like cool games, was like a game called Prehistoric, uh, mm -hmm. played on MS DOS, or like California games, or oh, yeah. Winter Olympics. Those kind of <laughs> games were like the first games I fell in love with. <laughs> but yeah, it was just games. Let's say. That, those are some great picks. I mean, Deus Ex, especially. Yeah. I really, I really miss that franchise. I hope they bring it back at some point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's been too long. Uh, I, I did want to ask you, as someone who also owned a Game Gear growing up, how do your parents afford buying you all those batteries? <laughs> I was playing with the like wire <laughs> always. There was okay. no way it was portable. Those thing, that thing it was it was called a portable gaming system, but it was right. not. <laughs> right, because I remember I had first gotten. A game, a game gear for Christmas from my godmother, but it was just the game gear, and it was with Mortal Kombat two, and I think Joe Madden's football, uh, yeah, which what, what or or Joe Joe Montana's football, yeah, I don't know sports people, um, <laughs> and I didn't have like a adapter for it, so oh. I had I would I would go into the dollar store and just steal packs of batteries so I yeah, could like, uh, play <laughs> half an hour stints. Because right. it was I was working for half an hour, mm -hmm. not like yeah. maybe one hour, I'm not sure, with six batteries. Like it wasn't <laughs> it was good, not even for a road trip. Yeah. And then uh <laughs> I would also take change from my mom's like little laundry supply of money like quarters to also buy batteries and then at one point she was like listen you can't keep taking my money for batteries so she would find batteries all over the entire house like under the bed <laughs> under, in the kitchen behind every little crevice yeah. so she finally bought us like that it was a battery pack you could charge and screw into the back of the game gear wow. and an actual fun. like ac adapter so you could have a portable charge and then charge it up yeah, yeah what's i i didn't have it i just had the adapter and i was just playing uh <laughs> wires to the wall <laughs> uh let's see when you're getting dressed and you're going about your day thinking about how those others and how it's going to be a huge success and make you a very wealthy man to buy all the game gear batteries you could ever imagine <laughs> 
and you're getting dressed and you have your socks and your shoes next to you, do you put them on sock, sock, shoe, shoe, or sock, shoe, sock, shoe? No, I always put my my socks before the shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so both both socks and then both. Because you're not a psychopath. <laughs> I don't think not sure, but that's what, how I do. I put on my shoes. I mean, listen, anybody that works in game development has to be a little bit nutty because I have yeah. heard so many stories <laughs> and the amount of work that goes into making a game and as an indie dev especially, it's you have to be you have to have to make such a huge splash and stand out because there's just so many things like i i I come i come across games that came out years ago that have like this huge fan base and i'm like i've never even heard of this game before yes or there are very like well-made games that nobody played and you maybe i maybe discovered like it's my job so sometimes i'm just browsing around categories and games and you find these very well made games from five years ago that sold probably a thousand copies and it mm-hmm. costed maybe three hundred thousand dollars and say it, and it's heartbreaking because mm-hmm. there are a lot of good developers out there but the market is so crowded it is yeah. it's so difficult also to be a gaming company so it's one thing is build a, like to build a game Another thing is trying to be a company that can build more games and like standardize standardize the process and sell games. It's mm-hmm. diff- It's very difficult. So mm-hmm. when uh, it's as you said, it's a tough industry. And if you work in it and you love to work in it, you have to love gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not something you go into because wow, there is money in it or there is success. Yes could mm-hmm. there could be money there could be success but you have to do it because you love games otherwise it's better for you to go for other industries that are more mm-hmm. stable more safe mm-hmm. like gaming is a roller coaster for like even on a business side yeah so it's always evolving changing and it's a tough one but it's also a super interesting one so if you love games it's amazing to work in games even like the roller coaster is cool and the fact that everything is always changing and always in motion it's super cool like what what will happen will we be playing in like in streaming or not mm-hmm. will the subscription services will be the like next thing so everything will go on the game pass on playstation plus or not mm-hmm. what what's the next big thing what's mm-hmm. what's it the is. next next like the next big genre yeah like, it's, it's always, interesting but it's always evolving risky. constantly yeah. so on that note when you're not making games what games you're currently playing what's what takes up your time um, yeah that's so i i was in the last few years i'm playing less and less and less and that's mm. a shame uh but now i found a way to have the time to play um i play with my colleagues actually in lot mm. like once a week we find like we we have a, an evening that okay let's ju- let's just play together and we changed a few games so they are usually online games uh and we are now we've played warzone a little bit mm. we played gta online was very fun uh sea of thieves was very mm-hmm. fun playing together and now we are messing around a little bit with valorant 
nice. not huge on, mm-hmm. because I'm a Counter Strike fan. I played for 15 <laughs> years on Counter Strike, and oh Valorant it's fine, mm-hmm. but I struggle to adapt. Let's see. Um, but yes, and for me, I play when I play alone, like in the weekends. I love to like just dive into indie games. Mm-hmm. So recently, I played, um, for example, Yes Your Grace that I really like. Oh. Good one, yeah, yeah. Small game, but very well made, very, very nice. Or Katana Zero. That mm-hmm. Oh, my God, the soundtrack super cool. yeah. in that game like the, is the phenomenal. The story, the sound, like, it's very, very cool. Oh, that so Cell, mm-hmm. oh, very, mm-hmm. very nice. Uh, and also, like, yes, car game, like motorsport games. So I right. play a lot of uh, Seto Corsa, or uh, I was using iRacing, but it, it's a very simulated, like, subscription games mm-hmm. and here, but I don't play it in a while. Um, yeah, I, I love different genres, but I would like mm-hmm. for me, for my taste, it would be card games or online shooters. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And then uh, random indie games. <laughs> right, of course. Of course. All right, Pietro. Uh, that's going to about bring us to the end of the show. Um, where can we find more about Hell is Others? Give us all the social media channels twitters discord give us all that stuff where can we find yeah. you and the game so the of course the best way to find out about hell is others is going on steam we have a steam page it's called hell is others and there you have all the information and you can wish list the game if you think something you you are interested interest in um we are very active on twitter too the handle is uh hell is others underscore i let me check it <laughs> otherwise the, the marketing guy will kill me yes it's hell is others underscore mm-hmm. the handle um, and we also have a discord community uh, so you can find it on on the steam page or on our twitter that uh, it's it's becoming active and cozy and uh, nice. it's a nice small and nice community and it's the main way to have uh, the possibility to take part on the game test we do. So right. we open up our internal tests every here and there to uh, other players from the community. That sounds fantastic. Well, thank you, Pietro. That was wonderful. The game sounds amazing, and I can't wait for this early access to come about later this year. So that's Hell is Others, listeners. Thank you. Pietro, thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And as always, please be excellent to each other. Unless you come across someone in the street and there's demons around and you want to loot their bodies and go for a a murder spree. Yeah, you could do that. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. (laughs) All right, everyone. Take care.